This episode of In the Word on the Go is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. The CSB strives to be both accurate and readable, with the goal of more people reading the Bible every day. I like it because whether you've grown up around the Bible or not, you can use it for deep study or for daily reading. To learn more, visit csbible.com. This is In the Word on the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word on the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I'm welcoming back Tony Morita. Tony is the founding pastor of Imago Day Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. In addition to serving as a pastor, Tony is also a speaker and an author. He's written several commentaries in the Christ-Centered Exposition Commentary Series, for which he also serves as general editor with Danny Aiken and David Platt. These commentaries are excellent. They're not just for pastors, but for regular Christians to read as part of their walk with the Lord. He also has a podcast with Acts 29 called Churches Planting Churches. Tony, welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. Honored to be with you. I'm so glad you're here with us again today. So what verse do you have for us this time? All right, Philippians 121 says, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Okay, so if you were to paraphrase this verse and put it in your own words, how would you do that? I think I would say uh, something like, life is about knowing Christ, enjoying Christ, and dying means we get to enjoy more of Christ. Wow. Okay, so what's the story with this passage in you? Why did you pick this verse? I, I think I, you know, from an early age, like every kid, you you have dreams, and mm-hmm. I didn't really know what I wanted to live for. Um, I didn't become a Christian until I was a, a sophomore in college, mm-hmm. and uh, I, you know, I was I tried everything. I was in I was into a rap music. I wanted to be a rap star. I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I wanted to be the Fonzie, you know, <laughs> one time. And I went to college on a baseball scholarship, and uh, that was really my dream was to play professional baseball. And uh, I became a believer, and uh, I just remember Philippians one twenty one, just so summarizing everything that I'd been looking for in in just a few verses. Mm. That life, like the meaning of life, the purpose of life, is in Christ, and uh, apart from Him, we don't really have life that's truly life. That living is 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 found in Him, and uh, I, I think the the rest of Philippians give some more practical ways in which we experience this meaningful life. But the kind of the thesis is right there in verse 21, that to live is Christ and to die is gain. And I think like everyone, you know, we think about death a lot. You know, we, we contemplate our mortality and we get concerned about death. We watch loved ones die. Hmm. And so this verse offers such hope. So it's not just about now, but the, the life to come, that dying could actually be better uh, than living, which is such a radical, you know, way to, to think about things. Yeah, that's not in currency in the cultural discussion today, is it? No, not at all. So I'm going to read it again. Can you set the stage for us? Where are we in this book when all of a sudden this verse appears? 
So Paul writes to the Philippian church. Uh, he's, he planted this church about 10 years prior to writing the letter to the Philippians. It's a letter that just bubbles over with joy. It's about 14 or 15 references to joy in the book of Philippians. And this is in a biographical section where Paul's just talking about his own life. He's in prison, and he's he's talking about uh, even even in prison, he can have this this outlook that's positive, that's hopeful, because uh, his life is rooted in Christ. And they might take you know take his life, but that would actually be better. And if they let him live, that's great too, because he gets to live for Christ. And so he's really teaching us by example on how to find joy, how to find find life, and that our joy is not found in more comfortable circumstances, but it's found in our relationship with Jesus. So I'm going to read it again. This is Philippians chapter 1, verse 21. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. Paul says, For me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So what does he mean when he says that dying is gain? Well, I think in verse 20, he says that now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Mm. So, um, he, he believes that in prison he can honor the Lord and that he can honor him in his life and his death. Verse 22, he says, life is about fruitful labor. And then in verse 23, he's, he's torn. He desires to depart and be with Christ because that's far better. And so I think dying is gain is simply the idea that we get to be with Christ. That, as he says elsewhere, that to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. That right now we know Jesus is with us if we're a Christian, but the 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 hope of, of the Christian experience is when we die, we, we get to experience more of the presence of Christ. Hmm. That it's actually, and I love how he says it's not just better, he says it's, it's far better. Hmm. Uh, which is remarkable, you know. So how does a Christian get there? How do we go from life is about Christ and lots of other good things and dying? Well, we don't even want to talk about that. How do we get from that mindset to where Paul is? Well, I, I think part of the problem in uh, a culture, if you're living, if you're listening to this in America or in some place in the West where you have a lot of comforts, you know, you, you, you kind of have a little miniature heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're riding from a, a Roman prison like Paul and you're, you're suffering, or if you're alive today and you're in some context where there's poverty and violence and you're, you're constantly in fear, like you know, you know you're not in heaven <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you're, you're longing for it. And so I think that doesn't mean we need to go live in those places to, you know, understand what Paul's saying, but it's it's just to point out that it's in some ways more challenging for us to long for heaven and to think about heaven when we're in comfortable circumstances. But the moment you get that cancer report, you know, the moment you hmm. visit the, the grave of a loved one, then you begin to, I think, ponder these, these deep things in life. And so I, I think it's important that um, Christians, regardless of where they live, they not try to make this earth heaven, and they they remember where their real treasure is, and that the, the best is is yet to come for us, and to remember that. And I think when we do realize that, we cannot try to to make things into something they're not intended to be on this earth, hmm. uh, and we you know we won't turn things into idols, and we won't. Uh, get so upset when we don't get everything we want that we, we realize that, man, we're on a mission here on earth and we got a short life and we want to make it count. Uh, and uh, being with Christ, which is far better, 
is really uh, where we're headed. That's our ultimate reward, you know, for faithfulness. Yeah, the Lord uses difficulty in our lives to focus our priorities on Him. So what does this verse teach us about what God is like? I think it teaches us that God is, well, we could start with He's eternal, that death uh, is not the end of our existence, Hmm. that He's good, that being with Christ, you know, you're not losing, you're winning if Hmm. you're Christ. So many people think, like, to become a Christian, I've got to give up pleasure. I've got to give up joy. And the the gospel is saying to us, no, you actually find it mm. when you find Christ. Oh, that's good. That he's He's gracious. He's good. He's eternal. He's powerful. That that he can take a, a, a body in a grave and bring it to life. And so he's sovereign over our circumstances. Paul's in prison, and yet he's still rejoicing because he knows the Lord is in control. So these are some 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 of the characteristics that emerge, you know, from just uh, a quick glance at it. That's terrific. So, Tony, could you take a moment and pray this verse for our listeners? Absolutely. Father, we thank you for Philippians 121. We pray you would write it on our hearts that we would really live for Christ and to know that when we die, we'll be with Christ, which is far better. And we also pray that you would use us to share this good news with other people who need to know the hope of the gospel. And so I pray that we would find our ultimate pleasure and our ultimate joy in Christ and not try to find it in some, some other uh, source of joy, knowing that those, those sources will not fulfill us. They will not satisfy us because we have been made by you and for you. And so may we find our ultimate pleasure, our great reward, our great joy in knowing Christ Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word, On the Go. This episode is brought to you by the Christian Standard Bible. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.